What up? Welcome to episode 151 of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. We have an exciting evening tonight. We have a brand new game that we are going to be honoring the man, the myth, the legend, the awesome career, Sting. Uh, He has his last match coming up soon at Revolution this March 3rd, and we'll get into more details about that. But this is what we're going to be doing tonight. It is all going to be centered around this great man and his great career. And we're going to get some knowledge put on by Gary, actually. So, yeah, let's introduce to you to everyone who is participating tonight. I already said the guy's name. We're switching up the order tonight anyway. So let's go over to Ohio, the man with the golden pipes, Gary Williams. What up, Gary? How? That, that was my best worst sting call uh oh. but yeah it was it was yeah. not very good but it um that's kind of brutal man it was like stepped on a cat yeah i it was i have actually oh. i'm probably gonna do some extra editing for this episode anyways wow. i'll try to i'll try to like actually get stings whatever it is <laughs> i don't even want to try either exactly but, it's not as easy as you think well, you don't. Okay, maybe I'm not going to go through all that work. So yeah, we'll leave it in. No, and it is. It we're just we're doing the listeners a favor, so we don't peak their speakers. So if you're driving in your, you know, exactly. Saturn or your Honda Civic, we don't exactly. want to blow out your speakers Pontiac. with that shit. Pontiac, Kawasaki. But I am. Um, I'm thankful that um, that my. My teammates here at Keep the Kayfabe have honored me with the uh, Alex Trebek Award and will be uh, providing everyone a wonderful new game um, that I think we'll enjoy that will also t- dovetail nicely into honoring and giving homage to the wonderful career of Sting. All right, let's go over to Glendale. This man is a man that keeps it regal. His name is Steve Grobschmidt. What up, Grabby? He does this. He does that. He's big as a bull and quick as a cat. He looks fine. He looks cool. He's his own man, and he's nobody's fool. He's the man called Sting. Fuck yeah, bro. That is some excerpts from probably one of the worst theme songs ever. Sting's WCW (laughs) pre-Crow music. Hmm. It's terrible. He does this. He does that. What what is like the most? Did Bischoff do that? Uh, I think it was Jimmy Hart's era as like doing no the music. Way. Oh, and Jimmy Hart did so many good things. That's mm. sad to think. <laughs> I wasn't one of them. No, Jimmy Hart must have gotten food food poison that night, and he probably wrote that <laughs> on his toilet. And there's like, we need this in three hours. So Jimmy's like confined <laughs> to the toilet, and he's just like on a napkin, like, oh, he yeah. does this, yeah. he does that, like, oh. so yeah, yeah baby, baby. <laughs> here it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Poor Jimmy. <laughs> Friend of the show. Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> you had a hard time. Yes, friend that of evening. the show. We just basically set up Jimmy Hart having diarrhea. How writing cool, would it, if, how cool would it be if Jimmy Hart was at Crusher Fest? Boy, there's a plug. Oh. That would be so amazing. Oh, yeah. That's right. going to be a new. That's going to be a new KTK moment if uh, we interviewed Jimmy Hart, which is a major possibility because the guy actually like does shit like he goes he around. Does. He does. Oh, absolutely. He's been in Milwaukee. He's been a guest bartender at um, the Drunk Uncle. Shout out. No way. The channel. Oh, yeah. And then he actually hangs out with Hulk Hogan on Monday nights when they do karaoke when he's at Hogan's place, whatever the hell mm. it's called down in um, uh, Clearwater, Daytona Florida. Beach. Oh, Clearwater, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Did we? Did Charlie and I ever tell you that when we went to the Starcast in Chicago that we met him briefly? Like as soon as we got there, he was walking in the building, checking into the hotel, and we said oh, hi yeah. to him. And he was clearly in a hurry, and he was polite at best to us. He but... probably had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, probably because you know he has issues. <laughs> clearly, I really want to raid that guy's 
closet or storage space. I just really want an authentic Jimmy Hart sprayed uh, spray painted t or blazer. That <laughs> yeah. would be the fucking shit. Yeah, I don't maybe. even care which one it is. It just I'm glad it was one. that kind of spraying and not another kind of spraying. Oh yeah, he makes he makes his own blazers, guy. All right. <laughs> Cool. Well, this is going to be a really fun show, I can tell already. And it's going to just get even more fun after I introduce this man. He usually keeps it freshly squeezed, but he's going deep tonight. The man, <laughs> his name is Matt Michelson. What up, Matt? Hello, ladies. Uh, as you can tell, the big Valboski is a little under the weather tonight. <laughs> so he's just about to take some Robitussin. And Robitussin's great for the ladies. Why? <laughs> because when they get done with the big Valboski, their throats, well, <laughs> they're always a little sore. <sighs> oh. <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah, and for real, the... Yeah, I, I'm definitely a little under the weather tonight, as you can tell. And we were talking about it before we started recording. It's odd because most people just completely lose my, their voice. In my case, it just got lower and more radio worthy. <laughs> so I'm so excited yeah. to be on the show tonight. You you went from a, like a, a tenor to a baritone. Oh, yeah. Getting your son's cold. Yes, That's great. You actually sound exactly. This is, I think, why I keep chuckling. Do you have you guys ever seen Mighty Ducks 2? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like I know the time. Whole, wow. I know the whole movie, all the lines, and it's like in the beginning when the ducks are rollerblading and the fucking hawks are trying to like pull the fishing line across the thing and trip them up, <laughs> and it's be like, yeah, they're sitting ducks, and then there's this guy, uh, behind a voice behind him, and it's like, they're not gonna know what hit him. Oh, <laughs> you sound, can you say they're oh, not the gonna know what hit him, Matt? Yeah, like the Bash Brothers, they're not gonna know what hit him. No, go a little lower. A little lower. They're me. not going to know what hit them. Pretty good. Okay. Nice. <laughs> you sound Excellent. awesome, dude. Thanks, man. All right. We just referenced that Sting has his last match coming up uh, March 3rd at Revolution. And they will be taking on the Young Bucks, him and Darby Allen. It's going to be an incredible night. The man has had an incredible career. So I just want to kick it over to my guy, Steve Grobschmidt, because I know he is a top Sting fan, and I think it would be only appropriate if we send off the legend with a big fan like my guy, Steve Grobschmidt. So, Steve, tell us about Sting. Yeah, you know, and I, you know, I could probably spend a lot of time talking about him, but I'm going to err on the side of not ruining what's to come because I'm sure there's lots of little tidbits in the game, but, man... um, my wrestling fandom goes back to the early, late seventies, early eighties. And obviously sting didn't start then, but he started off with the ultimate warrior and a tag team. And then he went to the NWA, which would become WCW. And that's where I really, really got on my radar. And I mean, you know, surfer sting back then, they kind of strapped a rocket to him. He had his legendary match with Ric Flair. And that's, I mean, that's probably like the key point where I became a big fan and pretty much always a good guy. And, um, with I think TNA like tried to make him uh, a heel, but you know I don't want to go into too deep, too much detail. But I will say that he is one of those rare cases. He's what sixty something right now, mm -hmm. and he has never really hit a point where it's like oof, you need to uh, hang it up. Like you know he he was loyal to WCW to the end, refused to go to WWE, came to TNA, gave them a whole hell of a lot of credibility. Then he went to AEW. Well, actually, he went to WWF, and really anything negative, I think, was kind of foisted upon him. But um, and he's here. We are today. He's had like just. A, I think it's safe to say he's exceeded all our expectations in AEW, um, doing crazy shit. But um, yeah, I am. Um, you know, I'm. I'm, I'm glad he's retiring because I wouldn't want him to stick around one match too long and embarrass himself or get hurt. But uh, I'm obviously very sad that it's going to be the end of the run. And I hope I hope he does something after wrestling, like managing or something. But, yeah, he's one of my all-time favorites. I, you know, if I pick my own Mount Rushmore of personal favorites, it's probably like Sting, DDP, William Regal, Macho Man. Um, yeah. Gotta love it. Gotta love it, man. Yeah. And you referenced Surfer Sting. That's when I kind of broke into it. I really liked it because I think where I developed my love of wrestling actually was in church. I would go 
to church on Saturdays and do choir practice. We would be in the church choir. My sister was older, so her choir practice started an hour later than mine. So I would do my church choir practice. My sister would do her thing. So me and my buddy, who also had a sister that was the same age, we would go into this place that had a TV. And during their block of time when they had their practice was uh, WCW wrestling. And Sting was like the main dude, basically like the Ken doll of this promotion. Was it Superstars or what was it called on Saturday mornings back in the 90s? I think it was literally called Saturday morning. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was like an hour long. So, I mean, you got like three matches and you saw Sting either right in the beginning or at the end. So fond, fond memories. And so me and my dude, my best friend, shout out Kevin Affelt, we would like put each other in the scorpion death locks and do all the moves. It was freaking awesome in the church. We would tear that place apart. Like we would break lights. Like, oh my God, we were terrors in that church back in the day. Holy shit. Full on Shawn Michaels undertaker. We're going to take it to a whole nother level. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We were the brothers in destruction in that place, in that holy place. Yeah. We, um, prior to the, when we started recording, we were talking about our early memories of sting and just, you know, how do we know him and where does he fall in our history of watching wrestling? Um, and for our longtime listeners, this is nothing new to you guys, but I was more of a WWF guy in the late nineties and I still knew who sting was like i knew a lot of the wcw guys like diamond dallas page kevin nash i knew who those guys were just you can't avoid it right when you're into wrestling you you pick up a few things from other promotions and stuff like that and i really didn't care about wcw in fact it kind of rubbed me the wrong way but despite that sting was the one guy in that promotion that i always still thought was so cool i knew nothing about him to this day, I don't really know a ton about his career other than AEW and obviously his history in TNA and his short stint in WWE. And, you know, I've kind of dabbled in some of those things. But, you know, Steve, you kind of mentioned this earlier. Sting's the one guy who, even in his mid-60s, he, he hasn't really hit a low point in his career ever. Um, and you think of other older guys like Chris Jericho, who is, what, 15 years younger than Sting, roughly? And... You know, what we've seen in recent weeks might be starting to plateau or kind of, you know, descend a little bit in his career. But Sting is one guy where he's just held constant the whole time. Um, so I personally am really excited to be able to see his retirement match coming up. And I'm really excited to play this game tonight with you guys that we have coming up. Hell yeah, dude. Great synopsis. Yeah. So Master of Games is actually teeing up Gary, who is orchestrating a game this evening, which we are very excited about because games are fun. We like to do that on Keep the Kayfabe here. It's kind of our specialty. And then if we can weave it in with a legend like Sting to send him off properly and drop some knowledge on our fans, what a great way to celebrate the man. So I am so excited to hear what we're going to get into tonight. So Gary, please take it away, my friend. Well, thank you, and I appreciate uh, the opportunity to host. This is Steve. So we are going to be playing the This is Sting game, and it's going to be based off of our wonderful uh, friends over at Jeopardy. I have uh, compiled um, approximately 12 questions uh for the group for this evening uh, and then included will be a lightning round of which um i believe um many of you uh will no matter where you are in the scoring negative or positive you should be able to be positive by that by the end of the lightning round and so um so as with jeopardy um i'm going to be give you will pick from one of our categories um and i will read you the answer and you will then provide uh the answer in the form of a question um i will be looking for a hand or finger raise uh and i will call on you first um and i reserve the right as um alex trebek's doppelganger to be able to choose um whose finger goes up first are we ready fellas yes let's rage just for the record my name on this game is turd ferguson (laughs) shout out norm mcdonald Uh, 
Thank That's you. That's an old throwback. Love it. Thank you, Turd. Welcome, welcome, Turd. Uh, it's an, uh, a very enjoyable to have you here on this episode of It's Stay. <laughs> All right. Let's okay. do it. So the categories for uh, It's Sting are the following. <laughs> Championship moments. Category number two, dance partners. Mm. And finally, box office collaborators. So seeing as uh, S- Steve technically is in this grouping, uh, the closest in age to Sting, um, <laughs> I have chosen him to be able to go first. So Steve, please pick a category and and equ- and an answer. I'll take dance partners for 100. Dance partners for 100. These since in 19 in the 1980s Sting entered wrestling because of an of attending a house show by the WWF in Los Angeles. He was inspired by these two wrestlers who started a wrestling revolution together. Matt. Who are the Legion of Doom? Oof, that was a very good guess. <sighs> that is not correct. <sighs> okay. Steve. Was it Hogan and Andre? Who is? That is correct. Um, so in 1980, uh, Sting attended a house show in which he cites Hogan, Andre, the British Bulldogs and the Iron Sheik as his early uh, wow. influences on getting into professional wrestling. He had never seen it before and then went to that house show and he was hooked right after that show. So, yes, Hogan and Andre, dance partners for 100. Way to go, Steve. Very good try, Matt. I will not give you negative points because I'm afraid of what that's going to mean for all of us going down the road. So <laughs> that's um, fair. I appreciate uh, it. Mike, um, I have chosen you to pick the next category. May I have box office collaborators for 100, please? You may. Box office collaborators for 100. So th- the original name of his tag team with the original ring name this is sting's original ring name shares its name with an iconic 1980s movie character about a football player and his friends who battled the tyranny of ming the merciless this is sting's original ring name steve flash that is correct so his original ring name very very first ring name he was known as Flash, um, and the iconic movie is Flash Gordon. Sorry, Matt and Mike, that was before your before your Flash birth. Gordon is legendary, but it's very legendary. So, so am I. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. That's so why I'm undefeated. Dance partners, uh, box office collaborators. Matt, you're up. I guess I'll have to take championship moments oh, for 100. Championship moments for 100. Okay, this should be a layup because it was this wrestler who Sting competed against in 1988 at Clash of Champions 1 for <laughs> the first time. Matt. Who is Ric Flair? That is correct. <laughs> Matt is on the board. Way to go. Yes. So uh, Clash of Champions 1 uh, was in 1988, and that is the one of the quintessential moments of Sting's career, coming out party, so to speak. 45 minute time limit draw, and there was a uh, they there was a panel at ringside, and they could not decide the contest. And so, uh, and yes, Ric Flair was his opponent, and and it was the very first class of champions, which is an iconic series uh, in the NWA back in the day. So. Very good, Matt. Well done. Way to get on the board. Steve, you're up. I'll take famous titties for no, I'll take um <laughs> it was only a matter office. of time. <laughs> I'll take uh box office collaborators for two hundred. Okay, awesome. All right. Thank you, Steve, for doing that, by the way. Of course. Okay, so this iconic box office collaborator 
1997, at the WCW pay-per-view Uncensored, fans saw Sting beat up this iconic athletic star when he finally chose his allegiance to WCW over the NWO by rappelling to the roof and spoiling the debut of this basketball star. Uh, Mike, Mike, I saw your hand go up. Who is Dennis Rodman? That is correct. Nice. So yes, the NWO was um, was obviously a big part of Sting's uh, career, but there was a really, you know, a huge moment. Stephen, you probably remember this a little bit better than I do because you were paying attention to WCW more. Um, but you know, there was this moment of uncertainty as to whether Sting was going to side with the NWO or he was going to go with WCW. And yes, it was Dennis Rodman, the new recruit for the NWO during the pay-per-view uh, uncensored in 1997 and Sting repelled down and basically cleaned house. Rodzilla is the fucking man. I'll, I want to go on man. record on this show and say Dennis Rodman is the fucking man. And also, I am turning 40 this year. And mm -hmm. if anybody wants to give me a great birthday gift for my 40th birthday, just give me that Dennis Rodman NWO t-shirt. Find it on eBay for nice. 400 bucks. Send it to me, please. Shoot and it to keep the kayfabe on Instagram. You can DM us. And another fun fact about this question, what we can move on. This was around the same time that Mike Tyson did something similar in WWF at the time with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mad, so very it was a good. common thing in wrestling at the time. Oh yeah. Yep. That's and it, and it excellent. Worked. And it worked. You're right. It definitely worked. Okay. Um, Matt, I think you're up. So what would you like? Uh, let's go back to championship moments for 200. Okay. Okay. Championship moments for 200. Sting won his first championship in the NWA in March of 1989 against this hall of fame wrestler who is father to Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt. Mm. Ooh, Matt, 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 I'll give it, I'll give it to Mike. I think he's oh. got it. Uh, is it? Erwin R. Who is Erwin R. Scheister? Rotunda? Okay, that's, I will accept that answer. Yes, Mike Rotunda, that is correct. And so, um, yes, Sting won his first championship against the Hall of Famer Mike Rotunda. Um, that was about the time when Mike Rotunda was kind of in and out of uh, the varsity club, Steve, if I recall. No, is I that the varsity club. Yes, yeah. the varsity club was with Kevin Sullivan. Um, yeah, with Kevin Sullivan. And so, um, but yes. Was he Erwin I. Scheister, though? That like, is. He was. That. He was. Yes, yeah, that would have been yeah, okay. the same guy. Yes. Okay. Very proud Sorry. of you, Mike. Very proud of you and your wrestling history tonight. So that was very good. I actually so I knew that shocked. one. I just couldn't think of his first name. So I didn't want to take the chance. But there you go. Mm -hmm. There you well, go. It's the same name as one of like the best looking hosts on this show. It's Mike. <laughs> now I'll never forget it. Excellent. You know. Excellent. Excellent point. Excellent point. Okay. Um, Mike, you're up. All righty. Let's stay with championship moments for 300. Okay. Championship moments for 300. Okay. Sting won the WCW little known title named the International Heavyweight Championship from this wrestler who liked to have all the fat, out of shape, Milwaukee meatheads. Oh. Keep nice. the noise down while he <laughs> took off his robe and showed the ladies what a real man looks like. Steve. <laughs> Steve. Who is ravishing Rick yeah. Rude. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I thought it was really interesting. One, honestly, I didn't even know about the international heavyweight championship from W from the from WCW, but I also found it really fascinating. And um, this will kind of get into um some the lightning round a little bit but some of the some of the people that the 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 amazing collection of wrestlers that he had fused with and battles with is just absolutely fascinating um if you are able to ever really uh look at um whether it's his wikipedia page or some of his uh, background it's really really cool so but yes the, um, that is correct it was rick rude mike did you have can something? we also yes can we also do a deep dive on the international heavyweight belt 
I think <laughs> I think we could. Uh, you do know, a whole Steve, show on that. Yeah, I Steve. I'll be honest. I don't even remember it. You know, I, I don't I remember, remember actually, a lot of things. I don't remember a lot I'm, about it, other than it felt like you know, because Rick Rude is probably one of the best guys that never mm-hmm. won a major, like a world yeah. championship. Yeah. It almost felt like this like contrived thing to get close, but not quite for him. Mm. This is that, my way of sicking the dogs on this title because I'm sure we can find some good stories about this thing. I'm sure we could. Especially if it involves Rick Rude. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right. Well done, everyone. Um, I think, uh, Matt, are you up now? Sure. Why not? Uh, Let's go with box office collaborators for 300. Okay. Box office. Okay. That's not be good. July 7th, in the 1980s, Sting finally wins the NWA world title. Just prior to this, Sting was saved from the four horsemen from this movie character, a terminally (laughs) wounded police officer, (laughs) a terminally wounded police officer who was returned to the force as a powerful cyborg. Steve. No. Who is RoboCop? That is probably correct. one of the wow. most infamous moments in WCW history. Absolutely, one of the most so infamous. Bad. Absolutely, absolutely horrific uh, moment in television. Um, it was it was awful. People love that movie. That was they, one of the biggest. But, well, that's I what mean, they that, were banking that, on. That like kind of okay. started the franchise movement. Yeah. Maybe Mike, I we I cannot disagree with you about the movie. The the part that got awful was when he all of a sudden showed up in a wrestling ring, uh, tearing yeah. a, tearing a cage apart. Yeah, that was fucked up. The crossover there just didn't work. But hey, it, why not? I mean, that's a lot of drugs, and maybe <laughs> the mafia was involved. To be quite honest with you, could be. It could. The RoboCop franchise might be a mob franchise. It might be, and that was their way of washing some money is trotting that guy out there and expensing it as marketing. My favorite memory of RoboCop was I was in preschool. I was probably four years old at the time. And I remember we were going around talking about our favorite movies. And you have kids in the room talking about the land before time and Bambi. (laughs) And it gets to me. And I come out with RoboCop 3. And our teacher looked so alarmed by that answer and to this day i i still like that movie but i completely understand why she felt the way she felt when a (laughs) four-year-old said that so i i hope the same doesn't happen with my kids but i wouldn't be shocked if it does i also want to call out friend of the show the mafia yeah (laughs) shout out to the mafia love you Uh okay mike you're up all right, let's get back to the dance partners, please. And thank okay. you. 200, please. Okay, dance partners. November 23rd, 2014. Sting's WWE appearance cost Team Authority their match after he attacked this wrestler who is often cited at the end of all of our shows. Mike. Who is Hunt? Uh, Triple H? That is correct. Triple H. Well done. Great. Yes. So that was, um, there weren't very many uh, WWEF moments to choose from, but I did think that that was a pretty good angle. Um, oh, for sure. And I, I know that um, I personally thought I popped for it. I'll be honest. I thought it was really cool and it was a really good angle. And I think they did a good job with it. I'm not sure if I would say the rest of his WWE time went very well, but that definitely was a great moment. Mike. Hey, that WrestleMania was pretty fucking awesome to be quite honest with you. Was was that San Francisco or something? It was like outside. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So that was the night that Seth Rollins stole DX came out. And then yeah. uh, NWO came out for that match. That mm-hmm. was incredible. Yep. Um, the fire department got called because somebody <laughs> threw a cigarette between a paint store in my apartment building for the WrestleMania party that I was throwing. Oh. So the fire department came and were spraying foam in between buildings 
because the, the, I lived above a restaurant, and thank God the restaurant's nephew was at the party. Otherwise, I probably would have gotten evicted, to be quite oh. honest with you. One of my favorite uh, WrestleMania stories that's not about WrestleMania is that story. <laughs> Dude, so uh, Bray, Bray Wyatt and Undertaker were wrestling, and the freaking fire department was walking through my apartment, and I'm wearing jorts and my... Come on. Steve Austin vest with no shirt on and Crocs uh, talking to the authorities. <laughs> and they have body cams on. So I'm probably on some hard drive somewhere. We could probably get it. Maybe. I don't know. little bonus content for our listeners and followers. Oh, I like God, the idea of the gold. cop kind of questioning you and like somebody being like, what? What? I was so I was so <laughs> fucked up, too. I, I dropped the whole bowl and A's like on the ground. I was so, yeah, we went out on Brady street. It was a massacre. Wow. It looked like somebody got murdered in my kitchen because I did the big boss man bowl and A's pasta for the WrestleMania party. And I like tried to put it away all fucked up. And I like literally threw it everywhere. I'm just so. picturing cops showing up at your house and opening the door and they see WrestleMania on TV and a wasted guy complaining that you're ru- they're ruining your bowl and A's. Oh. <laughs> Everything about this is legendary. Well, Very. someone was actually complaining. It's like, hey, the Undertaker's on. Can you keep it down, please? <laughs> it's a fair Shout request. out Aaron Renzel. Yep. It was a great party. All right. That was a great commercial. And we're back now. And um, I just want to update everyone on the scores right now. uh, Steve is in the lead with 800. Mike uh, impressively behind it. Him at 600. And Matt is in the game at 100. I'm happy with that. Let's keep it going. You are. Let's keep it going. All right. uh, Steve, you're up. Let's go championship moments for 400. Okay, this is a big one now. Big meaty stick. Matt, I got confidence in you on this one. I appreciate that. Okay. Uh, Without going over, what are the total number of championships Sting has won? You all will get an opportunity to answer, but you cannot go over. Closest one wins. We're going to go Matt first. I'm going to say 24. Okay. Steve. Oh, my God, Matt. 25. Oh, my God, Steve. Mike. 23. Oh, Mike. The answer was 26. Oh. I knew it was somewhere in the mid Mike. Mike, you were so close. I thought you were going. Yes, it's breaking over. (laughs) <laughs> because yeah. technically it was only 25 up until just recently, but 26 with the AEW championship. I remember That's them all. saying this on AEW TV, and I even thought, I swear it's 25, but just in case it isn't, I'm going to go with 24. I so. know, and then I thought it was 25, and I I got hung up probably because they were saying 25 before yes. he did it. <laughs> they were doing it before he did it, yep. And I should have said the answer. You had a chance, my friend. You I'm chose, you went below. Uh, that was, uh, that was good. Good, good. Well done, everyone. You okay. chose poorly. Wow. Steve, you substantial lead on that one. That was very good. Matt, um, back to you. Uh, let's jump over to Dance Partners for 300. Okay. Dance Partners for 300. Okay. These two uh, iconic wrestlers, uh, the great Muda and Terry Funk, um, battled Sting in Halloween Havoc 1989, which culminated their feud. What type of match were they wrestling in, which was cited last week in the Keep to Kayfabe game with Baxter Belfont? Matt? I'm going to go with a dive bar match. Uh, which was cited last week on Keep the Kayfabe. If you haven't listened yeah, to it, go back and I, check it out. It's you're classic. Right. I, I, I'm sorry. That's not the correct answer, but I know it was cited last <laughs> week. That was very, very, a very witty of you. I appreciate it. And whose brilliant idea was that? The dive bar match? I mean, um, you know, I don't know, but he has the same first name as Rotunda, but it's a state. Erwin. <laughs> <laughs> Ir- uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. 
Okay. So this type of match cited last week with Baxter. Uh it was yours, Gary. It was like the M like the Tower of Cage Tower Empire. Come on, Empire come Cage. On. Come on. He's got it. Come on. Give it to him. Ty- Ty- Empire Cage. Triple Think of cage. a Disney ride. Uh big f- splash mountain. Oh, cage. way off. <laughs> uh, Think of something that starts with T and ends with error. Oh tower. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> Think of something that starts with the letter T and ends with under. And tower. comes from the sky during a so- a storm. Thunder. Oh. Thunder. Keep going. Tower. Tower Thunder. Thunder. Thunder Tower. <laughs> thunder Tower. Come on. I don't know, man. All I, right. I'm so confused now. He's close. He's it's, close. You I'll give it to you. It was the Thunderdome. And so that thunder was Dome. Yes. And so um that Thunderdome was um the uh the big tower that we were talking about with Baxter last time um, that um, but it actually applies directly to Sting because that's the it was Sting and Ric Flair's team against the Great Muda and Terry Funk's team and they started at the top of the cage and then they had to work their way down and then you know last one out so I could have sworn you said that was that. the Tower of Doom match I know there was the Thunderdome ah well if you would have said Tina Turner in the answer, oh my God, I would have. That would have been I've, a I million try. times okay, less I, painful. Hey, hey, Mike, we don't need another hero. You're right. You're right. I I tried with a lot of these categories to do something like that. I failed you in this regard. But he still got it. Simply the best. You did. What's love got to do with it, boys? All right. Uh, who's up? Mike. Mike, are you up now? Yeah. Yep. Yep. You're up. Two more questions in this round, and then we'll get to the lightning final round, and I know Matt's going to be able to pick up ground. I hope so. Confidence in you. I want to try box office collaborators for 400, please. Okay. So in 1996, Sting's appearance started to change with the emergence of the NWO. There are three versions of Sting that he is most known for. What are the three? Matt. All right. So I are we talking in that time period or throughout the course of his whole career? His career. His career. Okay. I'm going to go with Surfer Sting. That is one. Uh the Crow Sting. Bing. Good. And I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb here because I think I heard about this on TNA or AEW Joker Sting. Hey, very good, man. That was excellent. Yes. Wait, what about Wolfpack Sting? Remember, we had the red face. Uh, Still crow. It's still the crow. Okay, good enough. I do. And it was actually a short time. Yes. Well, it was cool though. I liked it. It was very. That was nice. I don't know. When you go black and white, and then go to red and black, I don't know. You can't go wrong. No. I mean, you cool. could argue that he's been Darby Sting then. <laughs> Darby Sting. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right to some extent. You are correct in that regard, uh, Matt. Uh, but I think it's uh, the Joker Sting that is the most intriguing one uh, during that period of time. It was definitely after some very dark moments, actually. Um, I know that we were singing St- Sting's praises, but... It is true that he did go through a very, very dark period of time um, in his own personal life, uh, and that um, was uh, not a fun time for him in terms of some of his addictions, um, an unfortunate divorce, and some other things. And then he became a born-again Christian, and um, and then everything kind of cycled back around. So, um, But yeah. yes, um, despite it all, though, he is still known as and still revered as one of the 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 best locker room leaders in all of wrestling across um all federations so solid dude yeah all right last uh we have our last category it's dance partners for 400 okay so this tag team name 
was his very first foray into tag team with the iconic WWF character, the um, Jim Helwig, the Ultimate Warrior. The name of this tag team was based on a 1982 sci-fi movie. <laughs> That's poor Mike and Matt. I I knew you weren't going to be able to ask what's going to uh, Steve. The Blade Runners. Yes. Who are the Blade Runners? Who are the Blade Runners? That is correct. Gary, yes. I was just going to stop you like three words in and be like, just just let Steve tell you what the answer is. <laughs> He's actually a sci-fi novelist, to be quite honest yeah. with you. Like, I know. You know off to this someone, since this is unfair. That might someone recently unfair. in a review of my book said it, it reminded them of Blade Runner. So uh, of their words, not mine. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, uh, Mike and Matt, that maybe this first part was slanted a little bit more towards uh, Steve. But I promise you, in this lightning round, there is no way that you will not know the answers to some of these. So for the final Jeopardy, it is going to be a lightning round. Each is going to be worth 100 points. The very last one, worth 1,000 points. Okay, so... One of the things I thought was the most fascinating was the list of wrestlers starting in 2007 that Sting wrestled after he won the TNA championship, the World Heavyweight Championship from. They had many memorable battles against many of the current stars we see today, but many of which um, I know for me personally, I had no idea that Sting actually wrestled these guys one on one. So I'm going to give you one hint. There's and then you I'll look for a hand to identify these wrestlers from the period of 2007 until about 2010 as Sting competed as TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Ready? Mm -hmm. Okay, first one. The clue is Fallen Angel. Mm -hmm. Um, Matt. Christopher Daniels. Yes, that's correct. Christopher Daniels. Number two. What's up? Matt. Our truth. That is correct. Ron Killings was actually big in. He's a champ. He was a champ in TNA at that time. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Next one. The clue is you suck. You suck. Mike. Mike was Kurt Angle. That is right. Kurt Angle, obviously very, very pronounced during that period of time. Okay. Next one. Clue is. The greatest father of all time. Oh, Steve. Christian Steve. Cage. Who is Christian Cage? <laughs> that is right. Christian <laughs> Cage. Christian was big, uh, <laughs> big in TNA at that period of time. I wouldn't necessarily have said that he is the greatest father of all time, but I thought you guys would find that funny. Okay. Yes, Christian's the best. All right. Next Gary, one. I just want to point out that. Um, My father is dead. I know. I know. You Thank you. <laughs> 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 and guys are that's, sick. yeah it's legit but that's okay all right next clue <laughs> spinner rooney matt booker t absolutely booker t well done next clue glorious steve Bobby Roode. Yes, Bobby Roode. And you know what's fascinating is just seeing how often he and Sting actually wrestled during this period of time, both the tag team-wise and um, singles-wise. A lot of Bobby Roode. Okay. Next one. Real American. Mike. Oh, man. Well, fuck. I was going to say Hulk Hogan. That's correct, Mike. Well done. Hulk Hogan. Really? Yes. Well, yeah. In TNA, he actually um, he actually did wrestle um, Hulk Hogan during that period of time. Hulk Hogan was in TNA? Yeah. yeah. For a while. Mm-hmm. With Bischoff and Hall and Nash yep. and all of them. Yeah. What? We yeah. Two... I think I just totally missed that. Like, I've have... been... He was like an authority figure for a while, but he also yeah. wrestled a few times. Yep. Wow. Okay. My bad, yo. Okay. Um, You're good. You got the answer. We have two I left. Know, I got the point. Two left. Am I apologizing? Two for? left. Okay. This one is weather. Matt. Bubba Ray Dudley. That's right. Bubba Ray. Well done. All right. The final one. And for the record, it's worth a thousand points. And 
uh, which means any one of you can be the yes. champion based Wait, on this, this is, one. This is the one? This is it yes. right here. The question this to is end all questions. The question to end all questions. Pay a this, fucking attention, Gary. Look this, at my screen. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I got it. I, I'm locked in right now. Okay, remember, TNA Heavyweight Championship. The clue is Megastar, Goat, Entertainer. Do you want the rest of the clues? Mike no. threw his head question. Okay, on. Mike, go ahead. Dolph Ziggler. Oh. You are eliminated. Was he Matt ever in TNA? Matt and Steve. Um, not that I'm aware of. He might have no. been. Now he is, but no. Okay. <laughs> I shall. Oh, Matt. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say AJ Styles. Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. Oh. That's incorrect. All right. Steve, megastar, goat, entertainer, greatest guitar player ever. Yes, Steve. Jeff Jarrett. Yes. <laughs> oh, come on. Double J. I know. Good job. It was fixed that Double J would be the greatest of all time at the end, but I I thought that would give it away. It's only appropriate. Steve, congratulations. You win. This is Sting! Uh, trivia game, and uh, your prize is two middle fingers from me, a uh, couple middle fingers from Mike, and a big shout-out from the big Velboski from Matt. <laughs> It looks like I it looks like I just got my money shot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed putting it together. I just lots of really good stuff. And um I just urge actually I will say this for those of you listening, with all due respect to lots of different uh you know ways of gathering data and information, Sting's Wikipedia page is actually phenomenal. It's it's beyond mm. awesome and it's really, really well done actually of all things. And so um, would highly urge you if you are interested in knowing about Sting and um, seeing the chronicle of his, of, of his historic wrestling run, it is a very well-written Wikipedia page. And it's uh, so it's, it was super helpful and it was really cool kind of taking a trip down memory lane. So I hope you enjoyed the game. Thank you for allowing me to host thousand percent dude and shout out sting's wikipedia page everybody that shout has contributed, contributed to that page we got to tag you and say thank you yes. for keeping it real uh for keep the kayfabe here for this game so gary thank you so much for putting that together for us and the boys to play tonight i'm actually a little surprised that i did as good as i did and then matt you, you came up strong from the matt. rear as you usually do always <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, that lightning round, you fucking owned it, guy. I'm very proud of you. And then, Steve, as rightfully so, you are the winner. So, congratulations to you, my friend. I just hope Sting uh, is also a winner next week. Mm. Thousand percent. That's next week's show. Yes. We will see. That's my little teaser. Next week's and show. Prediction show. I, I next love... Week? Yes, we let's let's uh jerk the curtain and say that we will be doing a prediction show for Revolution coming up this March 3rd. We are so excited for it. It's going to be a beautiful card and we'll run that down and we will grant the honor of King Booka after we run, uh do that great show. And we just want to thank the listeners cuz Matt, don't we have a few announcements at the bottom of the show here too? We do. And yeah, you team me up really well with uh, coming up strong from the rear. So as we start to wind down on the back half of the show, a uh, couple things we want to mention. First and foremost, of course, we want to thank one more time Baxter Belafonte for being on episode mm -hmm. 150. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, go back, check it out. Baxter put together a great fantasy booking game for us. Um, we come up with some insane match ideas which i really hope some promotion picks up because i would love to see what a dive bar match actually looks like in real life or getting a submission hold put on a wheelchair go check out episode 150 for more of that um 
one more time, congratulations to Alexandra Haraldson, who won a Keep the Kayfabe t-shirt. If you're bummed and you didn't win, that's okay. You can actually buy a Keep the Kayfabe t-shirt that says, stay humble, stay hungry, stay hard, our catchphrase on the front of the shirt. If you want one, you can DM us, direct message us on either Instagram or Facebook. We'll work out the pricing, shipping, all that good stuff. Only available to residents of the United States. And lastly, uh, we actually have one more kind of exciting announcement. So last week, we aired episode 150, and we are very humbled and proud to announce that we have hit 10,000 downloads as a podcast. It's a big achievement. We've been doing this now for a few years, kind of on and off. We want to thank our listeners who have stuck with us through it. We know that occasionally we kind of drop the ball and sit around for a little bit and leave a little bit of gaps between episodes, but we are back. We are ready and we are more motivated than ever. And we are just getting started. So please stay tuned. Keep the kayfabe for more. That's Matt, awesome. I, we have to shout out one of our favorite countries too, right? We do Uh shout out to Belgium. Uh, Nederlands. Yes. That's, all. That's all I know. I speak a little bit of Dutch. That's about it. Oh, man, you are Belgium's favorite son. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, I, I don't know how many listeners, you know, are going to tune in because of that one very poorly spoken Dutch sentence. But, you know, hopefully it draws in a little bit of people. You know, if there's a big wrestling community over there in the Netherlands and Belgium and that area, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook. Let us know that you listen. We'd love to create more content just for you guys, if possible. Absolutely. I couldn't be more happy that you lost your voice or no, your voice got lower to do that. Belgium shout out too. Oh, yeah. Because you know what? Out of all the countries in Europe, there's one country that I believe does these three things the best. Oh, yeah. Which one would you say Hmm. that is? Well, I would say Belgium. Right. Keeps it. These three things. Oh, yeah. What are those three things? And in Belgium, I hear they stay humble, they stay hungry, and stay hard. Ah, Triple H. Woo! I'm your private dancer, dancer for money, and any old music will do.